All right. Well, today we're going to hang out and get to spend some time with Dr. Wes. Fantastic. Thank you, Renee. Super, super glad to be able to present something to you. And I'm putting Clayton Hensel and Steve Wingfield on notice. There will be an embarrassment factor in here. But you guys, I've, I've personally selected you guys because you're strong. You can handle it. So, uh, Doug Fultz, can you hear me? Okay, just give me a thumbs up if I'm coming through. Okay, fantastic. All right, I'm going to share screen and. All right. Okay. All you great ministry leaders know I'm all about, yes, you, we need to lead with a sense of purpose. We need to lead with a sense of passion, but unless we lead from a place of well-being, our purpose and our passion will run us into a ditch. And that's my role. And my goal in life is to encourage you to, to live in such a way that you can go long in strong in ministry because you're doing such a phenomenal job. You're such a great part of the team. And it's been so good to have Scott Davis come and join us. And uh, thank you, Scott, for uh, bringing us to the word of God and bringing us to the spiritual side of our life, which is all encompassing. And uh, I want to talk to us about um, our level of fitness as a pastor. And I think enough time for those of us that were blessed enough to go to Aruba, we've been able to come back, step on the scales, realize that we enjoyed ourselves just a little bit too much in some areas. And so I think this is a well-timed uh, time to talk to you about uh, our our fitness in terms of the bodies that God has given us. So uh, Elm Assembly, if, uh, if you're still with me, give me a thumbs up because uh, I saw you and man, you are a living example to what I'm going to be talking about here. So um, let me just, okay. Um, all right. Uh, let me just, get rid of the chat window there because I know Adam will be, will be telling me I need to uh, have a clean screen here. All right, there we go. All right. Uh, as you know, I'm, I'm a, uh, and uh, I'm a marathon guy that uh, started late in life and, uh, but have managed to put together a few Um I was 58 when I did the Huntington Beach last year. Note my time. Not really phenomenal. I wouldn't, I, I, I just missed qualifying for Boston by two hours, 20 minutes. So, so just, I've got room for improvement there. Um, but uh, this is what I want you us to focus in on. Um, Zhang Tae Kim. Uh, age 83, you see that age 83, he finished in four hours, 47 minutes. So I'm, I'm here to tell you that I got beat by an 83 year old 
not only beat by an 83-year-old, but he beat me by 48 minutes. So how does a person do that? Um, because apparently by the time you're in your 80s, you know, you're in, you're in massive decline and, and in an old age home somewhere. But apparently Jung Tai Kim didn't get the memo. I also want to bring your attention to Bo Wu Lee, who at 88 finished the marathon in seven hours, 37 minutes. Now, I got to tell you, to run, even walk, 26 miles is uh, quite a feat. And Bo Wu Lee did it at aged 88. I hope, I hope that I can do that at the age of 88. And uh, what these guys are representing is that it's possible that God has given us a physical body to actually go longer and stronger than uh, what we may think. So here's, here's the sad reality. As we age, we lose muscle mass. And part of that is because, um, you know, as we mature, we become increasingly more sedentary in how we do life. And unfortunately, being sedentary does cause muscle loss. And uh, the good news is we can reverse muscle loss. But the big question is, why? I mean, what's the big deal? What, what you know, what's wrong with, uh, you know, losing a little muscle mass um, over our lifetime? Well, I think reversing muscle loss not only is it possible, but it's really necessary for these reasons. And I want to take you through uh, the first one here. Stronger muscles increase your biomechanics. Now, what do I mean by biomechanics? I'm talking about response time capacity. It's the ability to make a quick fall saving adjustment when encountering a sudden uneven sur uh, surface. We know that um, there are a lot of people who uh, in their later years, uh, they stumble and fall and they break a hip. And that's the beginning of precipitous decline because uh, a hip takes a long time to recover. And, uh, and that uh, often leads to the breakdown of uh, internal organs and, uh, and, a, and a quicker demise. So uh, biomechanics are a big thing. And... Um, Increasing muscle strength increasing, increases your biomechanics. Um, building up muscles reinforce the neural pathways that increase the ability to quickly self-correct when set off balance. And that's, that's a great benefit. Uh, you, we want to be able to quickly counteract a fall that would produce injury. So that's a, that's a significant benefit. You know, it increases our biomechanics and, uh, um, you know, we owe it to our kids and our grandkids. Uh, those of us who are blessed to have them to be able to get out there and be active with them. Uh, it helps build relationship. It helps model to, uh, the next generations. Uh, but it also, uh, with an increased biometrics uh, capacity, we're able to do um, activities which require uh, quick response time. We can do that longer. Okay, 
Stronger muscles increase brain function. Now, it's not news. All of you guys know because I've been harping on it for a while. Um, but uh, let's just remind ourselves that studies reveal that exercise increases selective attention, our capacity to concentrate. Uh, it increases our ability in planning. And I think as pastors, we're, we're called to be visionaries, and that involves planning, um, organizing, and multitasking. So stronger muscles, uh, uh, no, exercise uh, on this point, exercise increases brain function. But a, a lot of thinking is, well, you know, that's aerobic, that's cardio exercise. A recent study has determined that stronger muscles increase uh, or improve brain function. This is, uh, this is relatively new research. There's a clear causal link between increasing muscle strength, that is through weightlifting, not getting out there and running, not getting out there and walking, not, uh, not getting on a bicycle. It's actual resistance training. Weightlifting increases uh, and improves brain function. And I did not realize that as much. I knew that cardio was good. It caused um, neuro, cardio causes neurogenesis in the brains. That is the formation of new brain cells. But I didn't realize that strength training actually improves brain function. Uh, this was a study done out of the University of New South Wales and the University of Adelaide, uh, led by Dr. Yogi Mavros. And he says, improvement in cognition function was related to muscle strength gains. This was the result of their testing. The stronger people became, the greater benefit for their brain. So weightlifting increases brain function. That was a new one on me. So, so far, you know, why, why is reversing muscle loss, uh, you know, worth our time, worth our investment, because it increases biomechanics, our ability to make quick adjustments to um, unanticipated, uneven surfaces. Um, it increases brain function. So now the third one, is that it reduces the risk of developing dementia and Alzheimer's. And they're anticipating that um, between now and the, uh, the year uh, 2050, uh, uh, dementia and Alzheimer's will increase uh, threefold. And uh, what they're saying is stronger muscles when you resistance train, when you weight lift, when you put your body under weight bearing exercise, it's actually going to put you in the category of a lesser risk for developing cognitive impairment. And as pastors and teachers, our brain is what God has given us to be able to rightly divide uh, the word of truth. And so the longer we have cognitive sharpness, the more we're able to perform in our leadership function. So in answer to why reverse muscle loss, ultimately it, it's going to contribute to us having a stronger ministry, 
for all those reasons. Uh, better biomechanics, you know, better brain function, uh, reduced risk of experiencing cognitive impairment. It all, all adds together to make us stronger in ministry. So now I want to get on to, okay, well, what, what, does, what does building muscles in ministry look like? Um, first of all, it's completely within our control. You know, ultimately, you know, we don't have to have a gym membership. We don't need a personal trainer. Uh, this is completely within our control. Uh, some of us could even, you know, if we're inspired by today, think, okay, what could I do today? What, what one thing could I introduce into my normal behavioral repertoire? Uh, special thanks to Clayton Hensel, who uh, sent me this picture of him doing strength uh, training here. Um, Steve Wingfield, uh, you're, you're an ambassador of strength yourself. So uh, these guys helped me get this message across. Um, so here's some things that, uh, that I employed, and uh, this really helped me uh, specifically uh, last year when I was going through a rough patch, uh, just in trying to keep on top of uh, physical fitness. Um, the odd days of the month, you know, uh, so if it's the first, the third, the fifth, the seventh, whatever, um, I would do bicep curls. I've got uh, some dumbbells here at home. And on those days, and I'd, I, I wouldn't even have to keep track of, you know, did I do dumbbells yesterday or was it the day before? I've just, you know, what's the date today? It's the 17th. Okay, today I do bicep curls. In the even days of the month, I would just do push-ups. And uh, that, uh, you know, starting out slow. Um, and that's something that, uh, that I'm recommending. If any of you on the, on the call today are thinking, okay, maybe this is something that I could start to incorporate. My counsel to you is this. Start slow. Start small and build up gradually. So if you can't uh, do a push-up uh, from, from feet to hands, uh, get on your knees and start that way and start to build up uh, muscle capacity that way. The, the, biggest, the biggest issue is that sometimes our brains are thinking we're 20 and yet our bodies are in their 40s. And often what we can do is, you know, with a sense of, you know, okay, I'm going to get this right. We'll just throw ourselves into it quickly. And um, from the original Top Gun movie, there's a line that says uh, our, our bodies write checks. Uh, no, our egos write checks that our bodies can't cash. <clears throat> I'm going to have to update that one for uh, the... Uh, people using debit cards. Um, but we just got to keep in mind that ultimately what we want to do is avoid becoming injured because then that sets us back, can't do anything, and uh, then we fall off the wagon. Uh, so if you don't like push-ups or bicep curls, uh, rowing uh, is a really good low-impact form of uh, resistance training. Uh, swimming uh, for many years, I thought swimming was the best form of uh, resistance training 
because it combines cardio as well. Uh, but uh, scientific research has discovered there's one form of exercise that's even better than swimming, and that is cross-country skiing in the snow. But obviously that is, that is not available to many of us unless we have a ministry in Alaska. Um, okay, here are, some, here are some simple exercises. Uh, the floor chest fly, all you need is floor and a set of dumbbells that you can buy from Walmart. Uh, the rear deltoid fly, all you need is a chair. Uh, once again, build, start slow, build up. Pull-ups. Uh, in my life, I was never, I'd never been able to do a pull-up. And so I started uh, last year trying and uh, I was able to uh, build up to uh, initially five and some days I was able to even get beyond that. But the first time in my life I've been able to do that and that was at the age of 58. So it is possible um, if you're willing to uh, build up to it. Uh, walking with weights. This is the time with cross-country skiing. If you, if you emulate uh, carrying these weights as if you've got ski poles and you use the same arm motions as you, were, as you would if you were cross-country cross skiing, then walking with weights has a real profound effect on building up uh, upper body strength and going out for a walk or run is all about lower body strength and it doesn't do anything for upper body. But if you carry some weights and swing those weights in a way that emulates cross-country skiing, uh, you're building um, up some upper body strength as well. All right, so this is, this is what God says in Timothy. You know, God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but one of power, love, and of self-discipline. And, uh, and it's that self-discipline factor. Um, Scott, uh, a prayer life that you're reminded requires us to, to actually take initiative, to be proactive in doing it, to making the decision. Uh, daily devotions, the same thing. Uh, and get, getting out and doing some weight training resistance uh, requires self-discipline and, and that is not easy. And that's maybe why God put it in his word. He did not give us a spirit of timidity that is shrinking back, but one of power, love and self-discipline. Uh, so when we're exercising self-discipline, we are activating the spirit of God within us. So start slowly, start small, build gradually and, and finally, every day, try to do something every day. And, um, you know, as, as with many things, um, bad habits are formed by repetition, but so are good habits. They're formed by repetition. So that uh, the upper body strength will make you a better preacher because it affects you cognitively, keeps you sharp intellectually, better teacher, and a better lover. And there's lots of uh, scientific literature done on um, the way that 
resistance training, cardio health, uh, helps us in our own intimate lives with the partner that God has given us. So uh, that's some good motivation there. I want you to be great teachers and preachers of the word of God. I want you to have uh, full capacity of cognitive uh, ability for you to be able to set vision and to convey um, the word of God in a way that uh, inspires people. And I want you to uh, enjoy the benefits of your own uh, in your own personal life uh, as it relates to your husband or your wife. Um, so I think that that is some uh, some great um, motivation for us there to be uh, better ministers by having bigger muscles. So that's it. I'm going to stop sharing. And I want to open up to um, for some thoughts. Is any, anybody out there, have you done something? Now, I, I know that there are some people on the call who are just absolute legends in, uh, in, in physical fitness. I know uh, Bill Shulkowski does a great job here. Uh, I know Elmer. I saw you, I saw you in Aruba. Um, you don't get a body like that by accident. So I want to hear from you. Um, <clears throat> anybody else that uh, uh, has just incorporated some of the things that I've talked about in, in this presentation that have helped you? So, you know, want to hear from the experts, but I want to hear from all, you know, from all of us. Um, and even, you know, some of you, if, you, if this has been a struggle, um, I'm telling you, this is something that I've struggled with my, my entire life, this whole fitness thing, because I have, I have a, um, an ongoing love affair with sugar and high glycemic carbohydrates. And, uh, and that shows up on my body. So, um, so anybody uh, out there, Elma, go yeah. for it. Yeah, that's the same thing uh, for me, um, uh, Wes. I have uh, pre I'm pre diabetic. They um, my doctor is on me all the time about my A1C, but running and exercise has been able to maintain and keep the levels low. And um, here I'm not able. I'm you know it, it has helped me to stay off of the medications and everything like that. So. So I have a dual purpose. I know that exercise helps you, you know, mentally and all that, but uh, I'm trying to avoid some things as well. So you got to continue to be uh, cognizant in that area. Yeah. Elmer, if I can ask you the question, are, are there days that you just don't feel like it? You Absolutely. Just, Absolutely. So, so what, what, do do? You, what do you do to overcome what, what that? What I do, I, I psych myself out. What I say is, Instead of going out running, I say, Elmer, just go walk. Just go and walk. Just walk up the street, whatever. And as soon as I start walking, then my body kicks back in, my mind kicks back in, and I can go do my exercise most of the time. Only very few of the times I'm, you know, just so out of it that I don't do anything. But I just psych myself out just like I would. i got to just walk. That's so now, good. Now, what I don't do, because I was in the Marines, I do not time myself because I'm very competitive. 
And if I start timing myself, then I have to get better and better and better. So I don't do that, but because uh, I know that uh, once I do that, I'm it's 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 all downhill. It's going to be, you know, I'm going to continue to try to meet that time and better that time. So it's not about that. It's about a life change. It's a, so I need to just do the exercise, feel good, and let it be. Elma, that is such good. Uh encouragement and advice to us there's two huge things that i pulled out of what you just said is sometimes you have to a run is too overwhelming so you just say i'm going to go for a walk yep. and sometimes even going for a walk can be overwhelming and sometimes it's like okay i'm just going to put on my walking shoes absolutely that's and, it and and, and so you 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 do you play those mind games, and the uh, other thing is don't time yourself because your natural competitive spirit will start to turn this into something arduous. That's exactly right. Uh, good job, Elma. Thank you for that. Okay, Elma's off. To, got us off to a great start. Somebody else with some tip, trick, something that you've experienced. Hey, real quick, Wes. Uh, Bill here. I just put my cell in the chat. I just did a whole outline for my young people, um, which also equates to uh, all the way up to everyone on this call as well. Um, it's a uh, it's pretty comprehensive. So if anybody wants it, I got my number there. I can text it to you. Thanks, Bill. Awesome. Okay, somebody, if you're just on the verge of sharing, open up because I'm going to start calling on people. Well, my son runs a uh, CrossFit gym. It's not here, but he's gotten me really involved in CrossFit. And so it's been something that I, I, I work out. I've, I've usually played sports and stuff, but not that, not that kind of workout. And so that has really changed how I do things. And uh, he's really given me a good program and helped me to uh, – definitely get in better shape and weightlifting is, is big, big part of it. And so that's been a big thing. The different programs, depending on where you're at and it changes, but, but now he's gotten me into a couple of competitions and uh, it's, <laughs> it's fun. Uh, it's interesting to see where you're at at my age, just how you compete, but, but it's definitely gotten me physically stronger. Paul, has it shown up to you in, in your ministry life, just doing that? It, it really has because um, I, I also do youth ministry at our church and we've got kids on, got over hundred, 150 kids come on a Friday night and try to keep up with them playing ball and basketball and things like that. So I've had to really up my game also coaching football. Uh, it's really helped me with that. And now I can outrun some of my kids. And so they, uh, now it's a competition for them to beat the old man. So it's definitely helped that. And it's helped me with just total energy with my ministry and, and how I do things um, on a daily basis. So definitely. That's great. Uh, Bill Meyer, I'm putting you on notice because I saw you in Aruba and you look amazingly fit. So I want you to jump in here in a few minutes and just give us an, uh, a sense of one or two things that you do to uh, be, be so uh, in such good shape. Uh, somebody else before Bill jumps in. Wes, I've got four grandsons, and um, I find that that staying in shape, it helps me to do it in community, and especially with my grandsons. So teaching my four grandsons to play racquetball has really helped my uh, 
reaction time and balance and and uh, really is has been neat and living right across the street from the finest sports and fitness center in Louisville, Kentucky is about 250 steps from my front door. Uh, that helps to have some community with uh, with Christians who are who are uh, over there working out, walking, lifting weights, and so on. Uh, if I can get with people, it helps. It helps me to to get past that that uh, barrier of resistance. Oh, that's good, Ken. You what you've said is when you do it in community, it helps your motivation levels. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Good. Thanks for your contribution. Okay, Bill, are you ready? I'll try. Uh, I've been lifting weights since I was 14 without stopping. And I, my doctor told me now that I'm not supposed to be building up huge. I'm just supposed to get the muscles exercised where it's, it's a bit tiring to me, but not to do the crazy things I used to do. Um, I, am crippled and because of being crippled, it's hard to run. So I run in the swimming pool. Doctor told me it'd be good. I do crossovers, that helps my bad back be limber. And uh, I just run in there for half an hour every day. To help my wrists, I play basketball while I do that. They have a basketball goal in that pool and I go in and I shoot and that helps keep this motion that I'm using right here good. And uh, so, I'm into therapy more than I'm into trying to build up, but it does keep me feeling good. And that's key to a whole lot in life. But Bill, it not only makes you feel good, it makes you look good. You're one handsome guy, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm glad my wife's sitting in on this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, she's always welcome. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's a couple of guys who I look up to. Steve Wingfield, you're one. I'd love you to jump in here. And where's Marshall? Uh, Marshall, there you go. Just a couple of things. You guys are done some pretty amazing things, but just could you just share one or two things that all of us could, could uh, incorporate into our uh, behavioral repertoire, starting with you, Steve? Well, I don't know if I'm a good example. I'm a good example of uh, during COVID, I really uh, enjoyed making homemade ice cream and a whole lot of things and gained a lot of weight. And about a year and a half ago, uh, decided that had to change. And my wife and I did a, a diet type thing together and lost both of us 50 pounds and uh, have managed to keep. Hey, hey, hey hang on. Yeah. Was that 50 pounds combined between you and your wife or was that each of you lost 50 pounds? Each of each of us lost 50 pounds. Oh my goodness. And we've kept it off other than I gained 10 pounds in seven days in Aruba. Um, It's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing how uh, deviation from a diet when you're 60 um, uh, can can impact your body. My body is very efficient at storing fat, I decided. Uh, That's the best way I can be complimentary of that. But uh, diet has been the most important thing for me. And uh, being on the same diet with my wife, we actually got coaches in that area. 
and is actually a retired couple in ministry because I've seen diets that work for women didn't work for guys. And I saw it work for them for and keeping it off for uh, more than more than three years. So so we just have to have some people that uh, I guess are mentors in that area. Yeah, that's great. That's a that's another good tip. Get a coach, get a mentor, get some mentors. That's awesome, Steve. Thanks for and well done on losing 50. You're a legend. That is fantastic. All right. Marshall coming from San Diego, who has got to be the fittest minister in America. Uh, it's either between him or Elmer. It's, but I'm not getting competitive here. <laughs> All right, Marshall. Um, I guess the only thing that I would say that I would add to the conversation, because so much has been said that I would agree with, but uh, for me, it just has to be the first thing every day. It's the, it's the easiest thing to get pushed. It's the easiest thing to make an excuse for. Um, so it's just the first thing every day for me. Um, and then, you know, I'm showered and I'm done and the rest of my day can be gobbled up by ministry because it will be. Um, but if it's the first thing every day, then I can make it a priority. I can wake up earlier. You know, sometimes ministry pushes my schedule. Um, and so then I just wake up earlier and just always make it the first thing every day when I can. Um, there's exceptions to that, but that's the rule. That is so good. I, I, I'm just blown away by the, uh, the great content that, uh, that has been shared. Uh, by each one of you that your contributions have been fantastic. It just makes me want to get a list of all this and, uh, and uh, put it together, add it to Bill's uh, list. So, Hey, well done, everyone. You know, my heart, I want you to go long and strong in ministry. I want you to be cognitively sharp for as many days as the good Lord leaves you on this planet to do good. So uh, uh, do some, do some muscle, uh, uh, re reverse the muscle loss. It's never too late. Um, and uh, just in closing us out, I'm wondering whether, uh, Elmer, whether you could pray for, uh, for all of us um, and just pray uh, that uh, over our ministries, but also over our personal lives where it comes to uh, our physical fitness, that, um, that we'd be encouraged and inspired uh, that way. So, brother, lead us in prayer. Amen. Dear God, our most righteous Father, today we come. You are an awesome God. Thank you so much, Father, for being our God. We're just so thankful, Father, for the opportunity to fellowship and to learn and to study and to, to talk about your word and to be encouraged by Scott Davis and the, uh, the, the prayer uh, section that he gave us and uh, appreciate that. So thankful, Father, for Wes, for bringing the uh, necessity of being physically fit, mind and spirit, body and soul. And Father, I'm just thankful for the contributions of everyone in this area. Father, we just ask you to continue to help us, Father, not only to be the men of God in uh, a, a way with the word, to study, to show thyself approved, but to understand that, Father, you you've given us this body, which is your temple. And Father, help us to be able to keep that fit and clean and pure as much as possible, Father. And help us, Father, if we're not able, if we don't think we're able to do, Father, help us to begin just with something simple, 
knowing father that it will uh it will transcend into something beautiful father we just love you thankful for the discussion go with us father help us to remember who we are and to whom we belong and then while we are going to leave each other's presence and voice or image and voice we know that you are always with us we love you it is in jesus the christ name we ask this prayer amen Ah, thank you, Brother Oma. Appreciate that. All right, Renee, handing it back to you. Great to spend time with you. Tuesdays are my favorites because of you. Um, and I'm excited for next Tuesday. We're going to have Jerry Harris and John Baxter. And we're going to be talking about Christian college opportunities that cost very little, that are accredited, and that are going to help us really build up that pipeline of next generation of leaders. Don't miss it next Tuesday. See you guys then.